fuck is going on with the commanders right now, dude? Like, I really do have just, like, no idea. What like, the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> bro, what the fuck are you playing, though? Bro, you don't like the classics? I don't get you, man. Fuck what is you. That, bro? Bro. You hear no damn twang music? Goddamn right. That's some I said bullshit. It. Goddamn right. That's some bullshit, dude. You playing just never understood the classics. And I'll just leave it at that. Playing man. electric guitar. Bro, oh my god. You can't even have Seven a little... o'clock on a Wednesday. You're playing electric guitar. That's sick. <laughs> my, man, my man can't just enjoy the little things. You know, just take a step back. No, it always wow. has to be. Wow. Fucking Drake. Wow. Uh, yeah, fuck your bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you can't just, you know. Like, the title of that song is Life Has Been Good. Bitch, I'm a J. Cole fan. Yeah. Well, that's dang. Like, I'm oh, a huge yeah, J. Cole okay. fan, too. Oh, but, like, you know, sometimes... Cole, but playing this bullshit. Bruh, sometimes you can just switch it up a bit. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you act like you don't live in Minnesota where it's literally hot as shit one day. And then it'll be 50 degrees the next. Like, sometimes you just gotta change it up a bit and react and, you know, just... Enjoy yourself, you wow. piece of shit. Wow. God damn it. I fucking, you know we go fight. <laughs> I've Hands. been waiting 25 years to fucking fight your ass, dude. I've been waiting. Alright, so if you want to fucking right, throw hands. Yeah, should we, we record it? We could put it on YouTube. Hey, right, we fucking record it, dude, for Hits, sure. Hits, bro. Millions. I'd be down to do that, man. Yeah, I, I don't even give a fuck about the YouTube party. I'll just beat your ass. Bitch. I don't give a fuck. You're going to see these hands. These hands are to eat for everyone, bro. <laughs> Goddamn bro, right. You act like your hands are at McDonald's, bro. I'm gonna beat your ass like a whopper. How old were you in the last fight you got into? Uh, I was, I think I was 20 or 21, I think. Okay, so a few years ago? Yeah, just a couple years ago. <laughs> Do you think your hands still work? Oh, yeah, dude. See, my hands have been out of commission because, you know, it's it's been a little bit. Yeah, when was your last fight, dude? I was like 19. 19. Okay, okay. yeah. I mean, but I'm 27 little, now, so it's yeah, been about eight years. Ass. Yeah. Yeah. It still work, bro. I swear, like, throw some grease on that bitch. Bro, I don't know. I feel like if I've ever seen you at one of those punching machines, I feel like... Bitch, my record would be higher than yours. <laughs> Bullshit. You bet? Yeah, I'd fucking put a hundred bucks on it. <laughs> oh, oh, let's go. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. Uh, late in trouble. Welcome back to another episode of Gumbo. We are fresh off vacation. We took last week off, so um, how you feel? I feel really good, man. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, it's been like uh, mini camp and shit the last couple of weeks. I mean, not a bunch has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool to see Sammy Watkins in a Packers uniform. Though. I saw his first catch. It was like one of those extended catches yeah. where he caught it with his fingertips. It was beautiful. For sure, dude. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it's cool to kind of see like what sort of drills that they're running and stuff right mm-hmm. now. Like, obviously, a lot of it's just like those fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that, just to build into it, and yeah. they don't really show us much team shit, obviously at OTAs or anything too, or either. So, uh, yeah, you're basically it's, just stuck to some of those individual. Drills. It's cone season, basically. Yeah, it's so, just cones everywhere. Right. So we'll see what happens, man. I mean, like I would like to, like I don't, know, I would like to see uh, Christian Watson like going against like uh, Darnell Savage or. If you were to be going against, like, Eric Stokes, you know, I would love to see some film on that, but, like, they don't show that shit. That's fair. And, you know what, that kind of brings me to another point. So, for our fantasy listeners here, yeah. uh, minicamp is kind of the only thing going on football-wise, right? Right. Like, there's no college football to scout your guys. There's no real, you know, games, preseason games or anything like that happening. How much importance should you be focusing 
Or I guess how much importance should you be putting on what's happening in these mini camps right now? Well, I mean, that's a really good question, man, because like you never really necessarily know like how hard people are necessarily going, especially like the veterans, I guess. And so like if you see like if they're there even. Right. Like let's say like so for example, uh one person who has been showing out really hard this camp so far is Jahan Dotson. Uh yeah. up in like Manders. Mm-hmm. And today, like, if you're reading through, like, any, like, the Twitter sphere, like, you saw that he allegedly uh, blew out uh, Kyle Fuller on, like, a cross route. And, you know, like, that's crazy because, like, Kyle Fuller at one point. He's a vet. Yeah, like, he was really good. And, like, obviously you would assume that a, a rookie, obviously he's super quick, but you'd assume he'd be able to, like, at least, like, keep him in front of him. And allegedly everyone was like, oh, shit. Like, They're going crazy. Yeah, like, you know, like, that one uh, meme where, like, everyone's going, well, I forgot which. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Shit. But what I will say about Jahan Dotson, though, is he was a first-round pick. Yeah, man. I But, like, to this day, to this day, I think he should have been a second-round pick. I'm not going to lie. We'll see if you're right or wrong, I guess, in a few months. Even though, so... Let's talk about it, actually. Last night I texted you, um, and we were talking about Jahan Dotson. Yeah. And I kind of just straight up came out and said that I think he can be a top 30 receiver. Like, I think he could be a really good wide receiver three. And that's... Next year. Next year for your fantasy teams. And that's where I kind of want to throw hands with you last night. Yo, like, you I, keep talking about throwing hands, bro. Like, like, it was just stupid to hear what you're saying, dog. Like, Jahan Dotson could be a top 30 receiver? Yeah, dude. I just think with Curtis Samuel and with Scary Terry there, I just think there's no way to think that Jahan Dotson is going to be a top 30 wide receiver this year. I'm sorry, but if you also look at who they have as a receiving running back, and J.D. McKissick, who probably is going to get, what, like another like, 30, 40 receptions probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just don't see the target share, dog. Like, you have Logan Thomas there as tight end. You have Cole Turner, who they just drafted as well. Obviously, he was like a fifth-round pick. Yeah. But regardless, like, they're going to want to get him involved too. So, at the end of the day, I just don't see the target share, especially as a rookie. Like, I just don't see it. Here's where I'm at with it. I think Carson Wentz is probably going to have to throw for something around 3,200 to 3,600 yards. Last year, Carson Wentz, when he played on the Colts, threw for about 3,500. So if you think about Scary Terry, let's say he plays a full season. That's maybe 11, 1,200 yards right there, right? Yep. Um, I guess you could probably even increase that because there's 17 games now. So let's right. say 13, Hondo. Let's say Curtin Samuel... I want to say his career high for yardage was maybe like around 800-ish. Mm-hmm. So let's say he goes for 650. 650. 650. Wow, great number. Cool. So now they're at 1,900 yards. Yep. So now Carson Wentz needs to throw for 1,600 more. Let's say Logan Thomas goes for 600. Yep. That's... About 900 yards, right? And then let's say the running backs go for 300 split. So that leaves about six to 700 yards for Jahan Dotson, right? Yep. In a worst-case scenario. I mean, I would probably buff up that running back number a little bit just with J.D. McKissick, honestly. But I, can th- I guess no, that's fair. Nonetheless, right. Those yeah, numbers will all at, fluctuate. Right. But, like, yeah. like I but, guess, like, you could see, like, around, like, that 700, 800 possibly. I don't think it's too far-fetched. And I think that's his floor. I don't think that's his floor. I think, like, that's, like, almost his ceiling. Really? Yeah, man. Like, I, like I said, like, I just don't know how it's going to fit that first year. Because realistically, I think he's playing Curtis Samuel's position. 
I think he's playing outside, bro. I feel like he could be more of that slot guy, though. Like, Why wouldn't they just keep Curtis as the slot? He's the smallest receiver there. Well, I just feel like that's where, and I could be wrong, but I always thought that Jahan Dotson was more effective in the slot in college. Obviously, he did have his outside tendencies, but I just feel like with his size in the NFL, I think if he's like a 5'11", I think he's going to be... 5'11", 180. I just think that's more of a slot, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, he's not going to... I don't know. Like, he can be outside and shit like that. Like... I guess, yeah. I mean, Curtis... But, yeah, I just feel like... Yeah. I feel like they're going to have to get, like, another receiver next year now. But even if he goes in the slot, I'd give him a boost just because he's playing with Carson Wentz, who's going to... You know what I mean? Like... I'm... Bro, and... That's my thing, too. I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz this year. Like, I really don't, dude. It's his third team in three years. I mean... How, how many times have we seen that actually be successful? Yeah. Like, it's definitely on a downslope right now, especially his career. Ever since he tore his ACL, he's been fucked up. Yeah. Like, if we just want to call a spade a spade, I feel like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous rookie year. Or, yeah, rookie year, and then his second year as well, he was really good. But mm-hmm. See, the thing about Carson it, is that his NFL play style can be really frustrating um everybody kind of jokes about it they talk about it on the mcafee show you know tears two ankles in one play like who the fuck does that right dude it's ridiculous but like he's but, also the most like what, sporadic like he's the only one who can like ha- think he has the ability to do like a really crazy spin move thing and then like throw cross body and think like it's not gonna get intercepted when he's doing it in his own fucking end zone like, yeah. he's the only motherfucker who will do that, really. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Carson, is that as up and down as he is, he only has one season where he hasn't thrown for at least 3,000 yards. And the one season that he did do that, he only played 12 games out of 16. Well, so, if you're looking at just, like, yardage and shit, like, you can throw out yardage all day. Yardage like, matters for receivers, though, and we're talking about Jahan Doxson's production in that offense next year. Okay, but, I mean, if they're throwing for a shit ton of interceptions as well... Like, if you want to look at, like, Jameson Winston's, like, when he had that 30-30 season, like, how effective is that, really, if you're trying to have... Uh, Bro, when he had that 5,000-yard season, I think Godwin and Mike Evans both had crazy fantasy years. They were both, like, top 10, top 15 receivers. I don't... I'm looking at it as, like, that's awesome for those wide receivers if you were to so happen to have them, but as a quarterback, I'm like, I don't want that guy. And, like, I don't want him to be out there either, like, just in general. Like, I think he's a piece-of-shit quarterback, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, throwing fantasy aside, like, I just don't think he's a starter. Like, I feel like that guy is just about, like, Cam Newton, where I don't think he's a top 32 quarterback. I guess I don't... You know I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan. I never have been. I've been off of Carson Wentz for, like, three years now. But what I will say is we're talking about Jahan Dotson, the receiver. And so I'm yeah, reading... but if he has a piece of shit quarterback, I'm not gonna have any sort of high expectations for the guy. Like that's just the way that I, that's my outlook on fantasy. If I don't like the quarterback, how can I like the ass? That's the wide receiver. I don't know. He throws for thirty five hundred yards. <laughs> that's great. And then my receiver gets a fourth of that. It's not too bad. I'm reading reports right now. Apparently. Dawson and Wentz are going off in OTAs. It's fucking OTAs, Jahai. I understand, but I'm saying that he's coming into the team, first round draft pick, and he has the ability to build chemistry with his quarterback. 
So I, I don't give a fuck how bad you think Carson Wentz is or how many interceptions he might throw. Yep. If he throws for 3,000 yards, 3,500 yards, let's say he throws for fucking 22 touchdowns maybe. Like, th- that goes into my projections as to what Jahan Dotson is capable of. If Jahan Dotson ends up being a 700-yard receiver, four or five touchdowns on the year, 70 catches, and, you know, a couple bonuses here and there, that puts him in realm. That puts him within the vicinity of a top 30 finish. Now, does he take that extra leap that we're not predicting? And does he cross that that, 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 that top 30 finish line? Possibly. Or does he regress? I think that where I project him to be, which once again, 700-ish yards, five touchdowns, 60 to 70 catches, he's within range. And if he can stay healthy, and if he can build up that extra chemistry with Carson Wentz, it's within his range of outcomes that he's a top 30 receiver. But... Like I said, I mean, that's what makes it special is we evaluate shit differently. You don't like Carson Wentz, and I don't like him either. But I think there's opportunity there. I just, to be honest, like, I could give a fuck, dude. Like, if I don't like the quarterback, like I said, I don't want anything to deal with the team. Like, last year with the Colts, with him on that team, I didn't want Michael Pittman. Like, he might have been, like, a decent fantasy asset, like, but could you ever really, truly trust him to get 10 of a week you're always super hesitant about it and that's what i don't like about that so you're saying that basically it's more of like that internal feeling that you exactly. have Sunday morning yeah like if you have a better quarterback like i keep saying like if you were to have like let's say like christian watson on your team with aaron Rodgers, like yeah you might be a little down on him but realistically because he has aaron Rodgers on his team and throwing him the ball you can always kind of and he might go for a deep one, like, but with Carson Wentz, I just, especially like with that team, dude, like, I just don't, I don't ever really expect anyone to go for like a 70 bomb or anything like that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think Christian Watson finishes ahead of Jahan Dotson next year? Um, probably not because the Packers are going to have more of a running attack. Like the only reason why Carson Wentz, I think, passed for 3,500 last year was because they're always, like, behind and trying to get, like, trying, uh, like, attacking for the lead. Do you think the Packers are going to run more than the Washington Commanders? Yeah, 100%. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, like, when you look at the rushing attacks that they have, like, um, if you go apples to apples with uh, Antonio Gibson and A.J. Dillon, which one would you rather have on your team? Like, let's just say, like, you're building a team, like, fancy assets aside, like, which one would you rather have? Oh, give me Dylan. Okay, and then when you go for the number two, would you rather have AJ, or would you rather have Aaron Jones, or would you have JD McKissick? Aaron Jones. So, that's just what I mean, dude. Like, they just have more of a, and they have a much better offensive line to run as well. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, Carson Wentz is going to be fucking fighting for his life back in the backfield because I don't really believe in this offensive line mm-hmm. that they have on the commanders. Mm-hmm. So, that it just all plays into it, man. Like, I get this uneasy feeling about the commanders this year and all those assets. As much as I would love to have Scary Terry, as much as I would love to take a flyer on Curtis Samuel, you know, like, in the ninth or 10th in a fucking redraft league, like, it's going to fucking break my heart because I don't trust Carson Wentz. And I don't trust any of their backups. Bro, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I have no clue how you could be so high on someone on that team right now. 
Like, I just don't think he's going to be top 30. I could stop. I, I don't even know where the fuck that Scary Terry's going to land, dude. Like, like I said, the only reason why they're going to have any fantasy relevance is when they're fighting for their life when they're a 6-11 team. Like, that team has no fucking reason to be fucking relevant. I, but those fantasy assets are gonna oh like here's here's I, my take from it because we talked about it it's on the earlier episode somewhere between episodes maybe one and ten uh we talked about Jahan Dawson a good amount especially in the earlier ones and the thing about him was that he was a great prospect because he was a great route runner yep. he had excellent hands he got off the line of scrimmage without struggle and he found open space he, he was always open Right, like he always made. He was a good ass receiver. He was a good all around receiver, and so he steps into a position to where obviously Scary Terry's probably going to come back. The reason I think it's relevant that he's getting those reps in with Carson Wentz is because Carson Wentz is also new to that team. He has no experience throwing passes to, Ter- to Terry McLaurin. Right, Terry McLaurin's on a contract dispute. We don't know how long that contract dispute is going to go for. Mm-hmm. So that shit could go until August, and then the next six weeks. Duke could be getting in a lot of reps with Jahan Dotson, who's the first round pick, who has team value, who has higher draft cap than Terry, and like is going to be a part of that offense one way or another. Right. So if he's building that chemistry, McLaurin's not there. Carson Wentz is new to the team, finding his footing, and he's just fucking throwing darts to 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 to, to Jahan Dotson every day. At some point in the season, similar to how Matthew Stafford came in and became best friends with Cooper Cup. Like, we have seen how valuable those relationships are between a quarterback and his receiver. Look at Tay and Rodgers. Like, they were boys. They connected. They had chemistry. Um, you could look at Tyreek and Patty Mahomes for a while. You could look at Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. That though, That's a part of the construct of creating, like, an elite wide receiver or at least above average in fantasy. And I look at Jahan Dotson, and he's a great all-around receiver. He is playing in a team that, outside of Scary Terry, there's not like a lot of receiving weapons that scare you. Can much. I can I just stop you there for a second? What you got to say? So all those dynamic duos that you had just named, all three of um, those motherfuckers, all three of those duos are Hall of Fame caliber duos. Mm-hmm. So you're you're telling me that you think that Carson Wentz and Jahan Dotson are going to be a Hall of Fame caliber type, yeah. or that's that's going to be the resemblance of it? Jalen Jalen Waddle was the top thirty receiver last year with Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, he also got a hundred receptions, and he didn't have much else for target share on that team other than Mike Kosecki, Devontae Parker. Okay. And a myriad of receivers like Miles Gaskin and um, Salvin Ahmed and a bunch of other guys. So just a bunch of guys, really. Right. Like, a bunch of Jags. Like, no one crazy. See, that's the difference. Like, I feel like if you put in Logan Thomas, if you put in Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, like, yeah, like, he's going to, like... Jahan Dotson, he'll get his receptions, but he's not going to get anywhere near 100 this year. Yeah, I agree with you on and that. And he's not going to get the re- amount of receiving yards. He's not going to get the amount of touchdowns, I don't think, that Waddle had. Like, Jalen Waddle was damn near fucking rookie of the year. Like, I don't think Jahan Dotson is near that caliber at all. I think Like, that- there's a reason why Jalen Waddle went to Alabama and Jahan Dotson went to Penn State. Like, I don't think it was an education thing. I think it was more of a talent thing. Yeah, but, I mean, 
that's also three, four years ago. That's fair. Like, but... people go through growth spurts. They get better at positions. They experience a different level of coaching. Yeah, but they also have the transfer portal as well. So, if you wanted to transfer somewhere where he could have went and won a natty, he could have, but he... I mean, Jahan Dotson, and we'll get off of Jahan Dotson because we've been talking about him for way too long, but he was one of the best, if not the best, pit or pen receiver, Penn State receiver ever, and that's including the likes of, like, a Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, like, dude, he, he surpassed most of their records during his three years there. So, like, I think he has hella talent. I think, he, I think he'll be fine. But... Um, we'll revisit this in T minus four months. That's fair. And, uh, we'll see what's up with that. Yeah. I just, I don't really see it, bro. I mean, even those two that you just named, I mean, neither, I don't neither neither are going to be hall of fame type receivers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, so, to, to be on top of a pile of shit, I guess you're still on top, but nonetheless, it's still a pile of shit. <laughs> I like that actually. So we talked about it earlier, but uh, Christian Watson for the Packers. Yeah, man. He is somebody that's been kind of controversial in fantasy circles. No one knows where to rank him. No one knows what to do with him. But we know that he's big, he's fast, and he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, man. I uh, So one thing that I kind of liked to hear, I mean, I don't have Christian Watson. I don't have any of his stock right now. But one thing that Rodgers did say is uh like they they don't want to have like out of the world like expectations for any of their rookies. Mm-hmm. But he did uh kind of reiterate that yes we did spend a lot of uh a lot of resources in the Christian. Mm-hmm. So they do have expectations for him to be uh very useful and uh helpful this year on that team. So I, I have him kind of going up a little bit right now, at least as far as, like, production-wise. Like, kind of... Ooh. I was going to say, uh, I kind of thought he was going to not necessarily take, like, a back seat, but, like, almost like an MVS role, like, something like that this year, and then try to, like, uh, do something, like, exponential uh, in the second year. But now, like, with him saying that they do have some, like... Like, some sort of, like, higher expectation for him. Like, whatever that quote was, mm-hmm. like, it kind of just resonated <clears throat> with me. And so, I uh, I think Christian Watson, depending on how, like, they utilize Sammy Watkins, which uh, it sounds like LaFleur wants to utilize him a, a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I, I think I have Christian Watson as the wide receiver three on that team then at mm-hmm. this point. What do you have him in, uh, like... As a fantasy asset, like I would probably, I mean, right, where do you rank him? I would, I'd have him as at least like a key bench spot, probably. Okay. Um, at, like if you're in redraft or if you're in dynasty, I think that's just a key hold. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're probably getting him in the first. Um, mm-hmm. if you do have, like, let's say if you have uh, five slots that you can fill for a wide receiver, let's say like two wide receiver and then like three flexes. Um, you would most likely be able to place him maybe in like that last flex spot on any like given Sunday, I suppose. But like, it's kind of a I don't know until like we see them more in action, like actually see some uh like live drills, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I I don't know. Like I, I probably have him top fifty this year. So, can I tell you a story? Yeah, go ahead. 
so this story is about my Sunday mornings in the months of September, October, November, December, and sometimes January. Oh, okay. On Sunday mornings, I have to set my lineup for fantasy leagues, right? Yeah. So we, we both kind of do the same thing. We wake up, we eat breakfast, drink coffee, do whatever we do. I don't necessarily eat breakfast. I'll tell you what I do then. Okay. Wake up, eat breakfast, drink coffee, and I look at my phone at about 10.30. We're central time, so games start at 12. That's a little late if you ask me. That's around kind of when those reports come out, those pregame reports. So injuries, who's playing, who's out, yada, yada. So at around 10.30 every Saturday morning, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm looking at the TV. I probably, you know, took my medicine, uh, drank my coffee, and I'm feeling great. Feeling great. And so I'm looking at my roster, and I kind of, uh, I guess in theory, I like to be more conservative with my fantasy approach. Okay. But in practice, I'm definitely way more aggressive. And when I'm looking at players that I want to put into my flex, I'm looking at guys with a high upside, right? Right. So who can go off that week? Who can get a touchdown? Who can get a big catch? And Christian Watson would fill every single one of those roles for me. Right. Going into next year, I know that maybe as the Packers wide receiver one, I don't know if he can hit that, man. That's a, that's a, that's a big ass for him. Right. This is first year in the system. But in terms of fantasy football... Dude, I got to play Christian Watson every week just because of the threat. Like, he's 6'5", 6'4", fastest receiver in that room. Mm-hmm. And he has Aaron Rodgers with the most accurate deep ball throwing him passes. Right, right. In theory, I'm going to say that Lazar is probably going to be the wide receiver one. Most likely, yeah. At least as far as, like, utilization. I've come around. I know I was talking shit about him, but I was wrong. Uh, if he ends up signing that tender right now, he's not reporting to camp. Yep. But if he does end up on the Packers... Uh, Rodgers has already said over the last week that Lazard is probably going to be the one this year. Right. So, in theory, Lazard should be the Packer player that you target. But in practice, I'm going after Christian Watson, bro. I want Christian Watson stock as much as I can get it. I don't love his dynasty prospects, but it's not for the reason that everybody thinks. Okay. Everyone doesn't like him because they think he's going to have a slow go at it like he's gonna need some time to get integrated Mm -hmm. to get comfortable and to earn Aaron Rodgers' trust but Aaron Rodgers over the past few weeks has been a man that's been talking about retirement and Mm -hmm. how it's knocking at the door Mm -hmm. bro in three years I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is gonna be the quarterback of the Packers yeah maybe not yeah and in year three I know recently rookies go crazy in year one and two but in year three, like... Is when they typically put it all together. That's when they put it all together and you know if they're perennial or not. Yep. Bro, I don't I don't know if I can trust Christian Watson to have that level of QB play going into 2025. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like those speculations in that... Uh, 2024, but... Yeah, I feel like those speculations aren't terrible to have. I mean, he keeps talking about it as well. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously me trading a fucking first for him, uh, looking a lot worse, it seems like, but <laughs> that's life. Motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I trade motherfucking first for him, but I still love him. If he retires on my team, I will, uh, you know, I will concede as a happy man. <laughs> so that's okay with me. Um, you sold, bro. Yeah. You sold for this year. Yeah. God. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go win the championship though in our league, and it's gonna feel really good. And I'm not gonna give a fuck about that first. Um, can we have an honest opinion segment? Yeah, what's up, bro? I want us to both read off our dynasty lineups, our starting lineups going into week one of next year. Oh, player by player, and I want the other person to rank them where they fit within their categories. So, what do you mean? Um, when you mention a Keenan Allen, I would say potentially he's a wide receiver one. Or maybe if you were to say Mike Williams, I'll tell you that next year, he's going to be a wide receiver three. I want to go through each of our rosters and kind of give the audience an idea as to how we're valuing some of the people um, as we start to enter June and as we start to get ready for training camp coming up. Um, Just revisit it later in the season and see how accurate we were, but uh, we'll get some theme music or some shit for right here. Alright, cool. But I'll... You want to start or you want me to go? I can go. I got mine pulled up. Alright, so go player to player. Uh, don't do kickers or defenses. Okay. But just run through player to player and I'll tell you what I think of them. Alright, uh, starting out, so QB1 for me right now is uh, Aaron Rodgers. We just talked about him. He'll be a serviceable QB1 next year. Yeah, I think. So low end QB1. Yeah, low end? Oh yeah. He just lost Devontae Adams. I don't know. I think he's still going to be top five. Running back. <laughs> uh, so my first running back, I have uh, D. Henny. Goat, RB1, top Yo, five. Yeah, I know. Uh, James Conner is my RB2 right now. Ah, <sighs> oh, man, he's hard. So, like, I feel like it's not as hard as people think. Like, yeah, I know like they just picked up that running back uh, in the seventh round. But I think that it's going to be his room, and I think that I don't think he's going to go for like two K or anything. But I could see this guy going for like fifteen hundred, and like man, fi- and like fifteen tutties. Last year was a contract year for him. Yeah, and he fucking he balled out. Yeah. Um, the one thing about James Conner is his health is always, you know, kind of the thing that people worry about. Yeah, that's fair. And so my man just had a career contract year, damn near. Hella touchdowns, lots of play, great offense. Yep. But can he stay healthy? I think he can. I think with all I, that influx of money, I bet he was able to do a lot of things that he wasn't able before. Um, And with that, I mean, they probably got him right for sure. If you guys don't know, running backs typically miss at least two games a year. Every running back will miss probably around two games a year. Typically. They play about 14, 15 games. With James Conner, I'm going to project probably he plays 11 to 12. I think he still has high touchdown potential because of that offense. Uh, and he's going to get a lot of carries the first six weeks without D-Hop. I'm going to say that James Conner is a high-end RB2. But if you're drafting James Conner... I would probably want Daryl Williams as well as the backup, who they just signed a couple weeks ago. I suppose. I don't know. I think James Conner is going to be – I think he's going to be at it this year. Okay. Uh, going on to my first uh, wide receiver spot, I uh, got Keenan Allen, as you had mentioned. Wide receiver two. Uh, I have T. Higgins as that second wide receiver. Wide receiver two. Darren Waller as the uh, my tight end slot. He's probably – Three, four, or five on the tight end list. Okay. 
Uh, first slot slot I have uh, Devin Singletary. Um, RB low in RB two. Okay. My second slot I have Hunter Renfro. Wide receiver. Low end two, high end three. Okay. I have uh, Elijah Moore as my third <laughs> slot. Alright, this is so Elijah Moore is where it gets a little complicated. And he's probably a person that I wouldn't have minded uh like just talking about or whatever earlier. But Elijah is extremely talented. He had a crazy year last year. Yeah. And they drafted Garrett Wilson, obviously, but I think Elijah's still going to get a lot of play. 100%. Well, I think they kind of complement each other a little bit because... How so? Well, I think Garrett Wilson's going to be on the outside. I think he's going to just be the perennial one. And I think Elijah Moore is going to be that slot guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like, just... Well, I think Garrett Wilson, he can play anywhere. And you might see him kind of like motioning all over the place, kind of like how you saw Hunter or... Uh, yeah, kind of like Hunter Renfro or uh, Cooper Cup. Just finding his home. Yeah, kind of like just doing that. I think uh, Garrett Wilson kind of has the same ability. You think so? But Yeah, absolutely. But I think Elijah Moore, I think he's going to be the person who starts in the slot. And I think he's going to be doing a lot more of those motions and actually getting the ball as well. I, I think he's going to get a lot of like deep play action too. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. Because he's, I think Elijah Mitchell, or I'm sorry, not Elijah Mitchell, but Elijah Moore. He's somebody that coming off of those uh, like play act or those play actions RPOs that they're probably going to run some of with Michael Carter and uh, Brees Hall now. Elijah Moore is a perfect like hot read. Yeah, you know, he can play multiple positions. He's quick off the line. He gets open. Great hands. Reliable. Great frame. He's everything you want in a receiver. Yep. And at least his first year, he's a veteran presence as Gary gets accustomed. Well, I mean, he's only been in there for a year, but I guess, like, he at least has more of a feel, yeah. Yeah, he knows he's been through the NFL season, Yeah, and this would be Wilson's first time going through it. Yep. So, I think Elijah Moore, this might be a hot take, but I think that he can be a high-end wide receiver, too, next year, man. I think he could be wide receiver 15 through 18 or 19 by the time the season's over, which, that's a, that's a plug, bro. Like, he could be the T. Higgins um, to what could be Garrett Wilson's Jamar Chase. That's you know? fair. Yeah, I don't know if I see him. Like, I definitely see him maybe towards that higher end, but, like, I'd be satisfied with him being in the top 30 next year. I love Elijah Moore, man. He's the guy that I don't think gets enough credit. I haven't personally even talked about him all that much. Mm-hmm. But just after, I drafted Gary Wilson in one of our leagues. Yep. And after doing research, man, Moore is really fucking talented. Yeah. And he could he could do something crazy. So he's a high end wide receiver too for me. Facts. Facts. You want to read off yours? You want to start going down yours? That's all you got? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. I mean, that's my that's my starters. All right. So I told y'all earlier that with my teams, I say a lot of shit in theory, but when I get into my individual leagues and I play my homies, I got a little bit different of a practice. So, I named my team the 2022 Rising Stars. Oh. And I'm going to go through my starting lineup. Great. And maybe you'll see why I named it that. Yeah, let's hear the Rising Stars. My quarterback's Trey Lance. Uh, I'd have to put him QB2. High on QB2. Where do you rank him? Like, 
10 through 20. I guess, like, right now, um, I'd have to put them probably around, like, 17, I guess, just off rope. Okay, that's fair. And for reference to the listeners, these are rankings in a 10-team half PPR league. I probably should have said that earlier. Um, But wide receiver 17, cool. Uh, What about Josh Jacobs? Uh, Right now, uh, since they uh, didn't pick up his uh, tender for next year, and with the uh, with them drafting Zamir White and having Kenny on Drake there, mm-hmm. I would probably say he's uh, RB two um, rankings as far as uh, running backs next year. I'd probably put him around uh, fifteen or sixteen, probably. Okay, okay. I think he's RB two as well. I'd probably put him maybe a little higher, like twelve. Okay. Because uh, I think that in that Josh McDaniel system, it's his last year. He is in a contract year. Yeah. So that's typically when we see players have their best years. Yeah, he'll probably get some utilization just because... I just don't think they're going to re-sign him. That's just the biggest thing. Which, I mean, hypothetically, you could say that that means they're going to just run him into the ground. Right, and I could see that, but I think that they're going to want to get Zamir White uh, affiliated at some point because, I mean, if you look at both of their profiles, I mean, they're almost splitting images of each other. But you don't take into consideration that they have uh, Brandon Bolden and Kenyon Drake there who are being paid money? Well, I mean, Brandon Bolden, I think he signed, what, a one-year deal, I think? Brandon um, Bolden, yeah, but he worked with McDaniels in, in the Patriots system. True. I just... Yeah, you're not wrong. I think that maybe they're maybe Zamir White isn't going to play as much as I think, but nonetheless, like you had alluded to, I mean, he was on the Patriots before Josh McDaniels. You could never start really a, a running back on that team. That's fair. Like Damian Harris, like every once in a while, like if they're playing the fucking Jets, yeah, that's a start. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, like how many times are you actually able to securely start their running back? Man, that's so interesting to me because my beef or my smoke with that whole argument is the fact that the team, obviously under a different regime at the time in 2019, yeah, they drafted Josh Jacobs in the first round. Zamir White was pick 122. Yep. So you're talking about Josh Jacobs gone at 28 and the running back that they brought in going 100 picks later. Not saying that that's the end of his story, but that kind of gives you reference into how NFL teams compared, compared those players. Like Even if you could say the Raiders reached on Josh Jacobs... He's probably going to go the second round. Like, right. He wasn't going to fall that much. Well, I mean, like, when you look at both their profiles, the biggest hit on Zimmer White was ha- him having two torn ACLs. Yeah. Um, It did not seem to look like it hindered him at all during that senior year. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, that's why I'm all right with him. Okay. Especially when he goes to the, uh, the combine, he runs a 4-4. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't look like he has any hitch in his step when he's doing any of those cone drills. Mm-hmm. I think he's back. Like, if you look at Frank Gore, dude, like, he tore his ACL twice, and he was one of the longest tenured running back or tenured running backs in the league. Yeah, for sure. So, I just think, like, yeah, like, he, when you look at the draft capital, you're not wrong. There is a big split between the two. Yeah. But when you start looking at, like, those injuries, like, some teams are just like, hey, we had two. Like, we don't want that. I feel you. A and, lot of teams are like that. But, like, maybe the Raiders were thinking that, too, and, like, they're like, hey, like, this guy's a third-round prospect and we really want him. Mm-hmm. But because of those two torn ACLs, like, we don't want him right at that point. But they got him in the fourth. They probably were like, hey, 
that's a good enough risk for us. Yeah. Um, and if you look down the line now, dude, there's so many more of those starting running backs that are taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth nowadays. True. True. So I don't know. I just, I have a lot of hope for him. Yeah. I want to say he was a day three pick. I, I want to say, I thought he was fourth round. He's one twenty two, So I know they do supplemental picks in the NFL draft. Um, but I know typically, I mean, at least mathematically that 90, that should put him in closer to the fourth round i'm just off off rip right now but the thing that i wanted Mm -hmm. to say and i'm gonna play devil's advocate and then we can move on to the next player Mm -hmm. the raiders didn't re-sign any of those 2019 rookie picks right yeah so that could have just been a whole flop by that front front and staff dude like my devil's advocate take because i kind of do agree that zamir white is probably going to step in as the as the guy unless Mm -hmm. we see otherwise this year Bro, McDaniel's coming out of New England. Tough nose, hard nose football, disciplined football, militant mm-hmm. style coach to an extent. Bro, they could just be telling those guys, like, yo, y'all got to show us some before we just give you a bunch of money. Like, I didn't draft you here. Mm-hmm. So if any of those guys go out, like, we're talking about three first round picks the Raiders had in 2019. Yeah. I think it's live or it's possible that one of those three could get resigned. Like, they're first round picks at the end of the day. For Whether sure. or not they got overdrafted, they have talent. And, yo, if any of them are likely to show out, I think of Colin Farrell, I want to say it was. Colin Farrell, the uh, defensive end. Yeah. And then the Raiders had some other guy, Dexter something, I want to say. And then Josh Jacobs. I mean, I know running backs are probably the most easiest position to move off of, and next year is a great running back draft. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I got to give Josh Jacobs somewhat of a shot to – Show his shit and have yeah. a good season. And... Well, I mean, he's going to be the starter in that team. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I just think if you're looking at uh, Dynasty, like, I feel like you're seeing his successor. And maybe he's fourth this year. True. But if you look at everyone in that running back room, like Kenny Drake, I believe, is on his last year. Bolden's playing on his one-year deal. Like... If you look at the writing on the wall, like, shit, dude. I think Zamir White, if given an opportunity, I think he could kind of show up this year and kind of at least take a step towards starting next year. So, I don't know. That's just why I'm kind of high on him um, and lower on Josh Jacobs. But keep going with your team, bro. I'm sorry to cut you off so much. Michael Carter, RB2. Uh, I know it's bad. I probably have him RB three right now. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely gonna be like a kind of a complimentary between him and uh, Brees Hall. Uh, Brees Hall probably being more of an RB two. Okay. Um. But yeah. Wide receiver one. Gary Wilson. Uh, I probably have him as a wide receiver. High, very. I I probably have him like top twenty maybe maybe like twentieth mm-hmm. if that wide receiver two is Amari Cooper. Amari um depends on what happens with Deshaun, bro. I don't know. It's a lot like, in the air. Yeah, that's a lot right now. What's his floor? I would say he his floor uh probably twenty eight thirty probably his floor like and that's absolute like if that's if that team like absolutely blows up and like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, if I can't trust a quarterback, like I said, dude. Like, I can't trust the asset. 
That's fair. Like I could trust that team a little bit more if they had Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. Um, but as far as trying to trust, I just don't really see. Um, I don't know. Like maybe I'm capping a little bit. Maybe he could be more like towards like twenty five, like as like a uh, floor. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just it's gonna be tough, especially yeah. like being in a new offense, not necessarily knowing who your quarterback's gonna be. Just, just kind of a weird situation. Like, I don't think the Browns are going to really, really regress. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be hard to see where they go, at least as of right now. So, okay. uh, yeah, I just, as far as him, I, yeah, probably, cool. yeah, around 25. My wide receiver three normally would be DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. But he is out due to PEDs. That's fair. For six weeks next year, and we're talking about our week one starting roster. So, in my wide receiver three spot, I have Brandon Ayuk. Okay. Um, I'd probably throw him probably around, like, honestly, I don't want you to fucking get pissed at me, but probably around, like, wide receiver four. And I'm trying to be nice with that, honestly. Like, until him and Trey Lance can really show me a connection of worth being a shit, I uh, I don't know how much I can trust him. Because that team is so much of a fundamentally uh, stacked running team. And trying to do everything on the ground, I am just not too sold on that. I probably, yeah. Where do you rank Debo? Debo? Uh, just because he has a running asset to him, I would probably throw him around like uh, wide receiver one. Uh, I'd probably... If he is going to run this year, I'd probably throw him around where, top, top five, honestly. Where do you rank Elijah Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell? The running back. Well, I don't know because, I mean, they just picked up another running back. So Hypothetically, I ha- Elijah Mitchell starts. Where do you rank him? Well, I don't know because what the fuck are they going to do as far as those other, other running backs in their team, dude? Like, it's hard to say. Like, with those running backs, it's almost the same thing as the Patriots. I don't want anything to really deal with them because I don't know who's really going to start. Like, it's hard. <laughs> You know I disagree with you on Ayuk's status of being a, a, a wide receiver four. Um, I guess I got to give some sort of opposition to that just because I can't, like, just I like so obviously oppose you and not say shit about it. But I mean Ayuk and Trey, Nah, keep it a buck, dude. Tell me what you think. Yo, Ayuk and Trey Lance have a fuck ton of chemistry. Uh, Ayuk is Trey Lance's most targeted receiver. Ayuk and Trey Lance have now practiced and worked out together two summers in a row. Mm-hmm. And coming into the league, I think that with Debo, once again, on the contract holdout, even though he is reporting to mandatory mini camps, yep. um, just over the summer, over OTAs, camps, off-field training, I think Lance and Ayuk have built some chemistry. Mm-hmm. And a rookie receiver loves someone that he, or a rookie quarterback loves someone that they can rely on that they trust that they know that they understand yeah i yeah that's for sure bro i like, think Ayuk at best is probably a two wide receiver two but wide receiver four i mean i think that's possible if he gets a hendrick and he misses some games but if he's hypothetically playing 16 17 games bro there's no way he's a wide receiver four no way i don't know man there's a lot of teams out there that have three or four really really uh talented wide receivers who I think are going to get much more playing time or have more of a, I don't know, like I feel like more of a higher floor 
That's fair. Well, okay, so running through the list, quarterback Trey Lance, Josh Jacobs, Michael Carter, Garrett Wilson, Jerry Judy. You Brandon didn't Ayuk. Jerry Judy before? Oh, Jerry Judy. He's my wide receiver four or five. Uh, five if Hop is there, four without Hop. So Judy, I'd probably put it as uh, probably wide receiver three right now. Okay, that's um, fair. Just because, I mean, the team is stacked. I just, I can't really... I want to trust him. I think he's going to be great. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, when you look at the numbers, I just don't know where he's going to rank up. So I'd probably be comfortable with him as a three. Okay. Um. So, yeah. I, I got a guy who's coming up that I think is really interesting, and he's going to be the last. We'll just pretend D-Hop's active and he's in my lineup. Uh-huh. Where do you rank D-Hop? Uh, I'd probably put him around a two right now. Cool. Um, I agree with you on that, by the way. Uh, where do you rank Austin Hooper, tight end for the Titans? Coming in playing alongside Robert Woods and Traylon Burks and D. Henny. Um Austin Hooper is interesting. Yeah, it's a interesting play because I mean like honestly he didn't get that much uh recognition it seemed like in uh Cleveland. Uh-huh. Uh they had David at Ajoku there. Uh-huh. So I feel like he was more of an afterthought. Uh-huh. I think if he's gonna be the starter there down in Tennessee, I would have to say that he would Probably be a top 15, probably, tight end. You think Hooper going to be hooping? Not necessarily hooping, hooping, but, like, I think he's going to be serviceable. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he'll probably get you, like, five a game, five or six a game. That's fair. So, like, I think it's going to be a- enough to, like, be at least, like, starting, you know? Okay. Well, tight ends is such a... It's such a top end position too, to where like if you're not in the top five of tight ends, you're just kind of floating in the right in the universe. So um, that'll be interesting. We'll see about that. But you know, I just kind of want to see where we value certain players, For especially sure, prominent players in fantasy, and kind of get an idea as to where we should, uh, you know, where we gauge them and what our viewers should, you know. Yeah, if you I think we're capping them. on anyone, let us know. Like, let us know where you're ranking some of these motherfuckers. Yeah. If we're out of the park on, we these. might be, we might be, we might be a little, lo- little loopy. They might be out of it a little bit too, motherfuckers. Oh, oh. Y'all, y'all are some motherfuckers, bro. Y'all need to tell y'all friends about us, man. We need to get more hits. <laughs> like. <laughs> Bitch asses, but yo, we back. Uh, thank you for sticking through. Uh, I know we had a we had a week off, so didn't really make an announcement or anything. But we appreciate y'all, man. It's Ja. I'm um, Diego. Appreciate you. We'll talk to y'all next week, and uh, happy hunting.